we're back with another episode. We haven't stopped yet. Um, welcome to Moonlighters Club. Thanks, I man. I don't think we need to welcome. go into a, a long, detailed intro. We, you know who this is. I hope you do. If not, you can read the words, right, on the podcast channel. Hopefully. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, so, our guest today is Colin Eldridge. Correct. There we go. Yes, how's it going? Happy to be here, man. Thank you, man. Colin I, uh, has actually helped us in uh, different capacities. He's taken photos while we've had other interviews before. He helps me pick out microphones because I don't know anything about audio. <laughs> Memory cards, how things work. And he's actually helping us make this a video thing. Uh, I don't think that's proper terminology. Video thing. We're, we're going to start taping. Uh, video uh, thing is, a, is very proper terminology. There, yeah. there you go. It's going to be a video, video. thing. Uh, so, yeah. He might just, video. Yeah. He's, uh, Colin's got expertise in the field of AV. And uh, so... When you see us with, when you see videos or you see better content coming, you have to thank Colin for that. It's, well, it, I, I see a big thing. We'll Mike's, see. We'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll, see how it yeah, goes. we'll see how it goes. <laughs> and if it doesn't work, we have to thank Colin for that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to thank you either way, Colin. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see what I can do. All right. So Colin works with uh, everyone who you hear in the room who you may or may not know. We all work together uh, at work. We're at Company X. Company uh, S. Yes. <laughs> Mysterious. We do lots yeah. of uh, top secret stuff. Yeah. Uh, Colin, let's get a little background info. Um, where are you from? How did you get to Boston, Massachusetts? You know, likes, dislikes, stuff you like to do. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. So um, I, I'm from upstate New York originally. I uh, went to school at SUNY Plattsburgh for a few years. And then 2010, I moved out to San Diego. I started going to school for audio engineering in uh, San Diego. Did that for a few years, graduated, hung out, tried to soak up as much California as I could. And then uh, eventually my girlfriend graduated from med school and uh, got into placed into a residency here in Boston, which brought both of us out here. Nice. And then... Uh, Luckily, without searching for too long, I got hired at Company X after uh, just a few short months in Boston, and uh, now here I am. You've, you're a, so you're a good boyfriend, because that relationship would have been over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving to Boyfriend's Boston from San Diego. I'm like, oh, good luck with that. Uh, yeah. Cherish the memories we made here yeah, yeah, in the yeah. sun. <laughs> it was tough. It was tough. I'm still, uh, you know, daydreaming about running back every day, but... Uh, San Diego's an under. San Diego's so beautiful, man. I went there once for like three days, and it, it was so nice. We went to Vegas halfway through the trip, and it ruined the entire trip. Like it was the yeah, yeah you, it was the worst. Get into the desert out of the paradise. Exactly. It was a perfect weather. No one's from San Diego that you meet down there, and everyone just says bro at the end of every single word, no matter where they're from. People just go sub bro. Like it's <laughs> not even a joke. It's so true. Like, literally, everyone was good saying bro. Everyone wore swim trunks and tank tops into every single bar that we went to. It was the most ridiculous place I've ever been to in my entire life. It was awesome. So, what do you do at Company X? Uh, I am a digital media producer at the Creative Desk. Basically, I uh, work with all of our freelance contributors who uh, provide content for all of our different clients. And, you know, every, everything from social graphics and up to full-length web series and even a podcast that we're just... Uh, starting to get rolling on nice man how do you how do you like it uh so far so good it's uh it's a little different than what i've been doing in the past moving from you know actual hands-on production standpoint into a more uh, project management but 
overall, I really can't complain. Company X is great. You know, all these good people in this room are great. I uh, really have no complaints. It's uh, gone better than I would have imagined. Is this different from what you were already doing? Is this is this school related? Like, are you like? Yeah, I mean, uh, somewhat. I've I've traveled a really convoluted path in the production world to get here. Um, basically, I, I started in college radio. That was like my first foray into anything. I I grew up going to concerts all the time and basically hanging out at the edge of the music scene, trying to be in bands and things, but was absolutely never a musician, um, figured that out rather quickly, so I tried to find other ways to stay involved with the music scene, um, which led me to college radio. Uh, that was honestly like one of the most fun things I ever did, just having my own radio show and playing my music and having my friends come hang out on air just like this. Um, totally just like paved the way for everything I went, went into from there. So from college radio, I, when I transferred out to California... I ended up going into an audio engineering program, which is basically like studio recording. Um, so we like my classroom was literally a recording studio. There was like eight seats in the back and like super cramped, but it was a totally awesome experience. Um, from there, I kind of just as we were working on projects in the studio, I kept realizing more and more, still not a musician, not getting any closer to being a musician. So I figured out what else I could do, and I started picking up a camera. And immediately I realized I like cameras way more than I like microphones. So I, I started going in that direction. I did a bunch of, of videos for everyone in my class, a uh, bunch of in-studio stuff, and slowly started ramping up other projects from there. Um, and then I met randomly a somewhat internet-famous, actually he's pretty internet-famous, uh, photographer, who hired me to kind of be his uh, merch guy and, and, and sling his t-shirts and things. Um, his name's Adam L. Macias. He's a super famous rock music photographer. He travels, I'm not sure if you're familiar with bands like A Day to Remember or Pierce the Veil. Yeah. All right, someone, someone. Yeah. They're, I have no idea. They're, they're <laughs> like in that Warped Tour yeah. scene, yeah. like, you know, like Hot Topic. I know Warped Tour in the 90s. I'm, I'm older. Yeah, so it's, it's it. evolved yeah, quite yeah, a bit from there. It's yeah, completely yeah, different. Yeah, it's all like yeah. neon and bangs yeah. and totally weird. Um, but yeah, so I worked for him, and he was a concert photographer, and I'll, I'll never forget the first time I, I met him. He had like several hundred thousand Twitter followers, so like that was intimidating at first. And he just like walks into my bedroom, and my bedroom was covered with different uh, like magazine wow, what are the pages, I guess, yeah. of like different bands, just like pictures and stuff. And he just like walks in my bedroom and starts pointing at different pictures and goes, I took that, I took that, I took that. And that from there just kind of really started pushing me towards music photography, which I would say is kind of my main thing at the moment is uh, shooting concerts. And uh, yeah, so I spent several years in, in San Diego working with him being his merch guy, going to concerts, shooting concerts, and then eventually, once I got out of college, that wasn't a steady enough gig for right. me to like really do my 9 to 5, so I started getting into more project management stuff. So I worked for another company that's pretty similar to Company X, um, doing 3D conversion for movies, for like big name like Marvel movies and stuff, um, which was really weird, but 
weirdly similar to what I do here in the terms of just kind of tracking content and spreadsheets and lots of client facing and that sort of thing. Um, didn't have any freelancers at all. Instead, all of our workers were in India for the most part. Um, so that was a tricky bridge to cross in itself. And uh, yeah, I did that for a couple years and then moved out here. Nice. And that's, I'm that's surprised great. you could recant all that information. Seriously. I don't know if it's just beer, but I could give you like a story and a half. I'm like, I think, you know, I, I, that, that's well, pretty uncanny. That's it. I mean, that's the whole story right there. It's not as. Uh, I, I think it's funny that you wanted to do music, right? And you couldn't do music. You realized you couldn't do it or didn't want to. Well, I, I tried and failed. There you go. And see, I would have done one of two things. I think I'm like everyone else. Like, if I sucked, all right, for example, I wanted to play basketball. So when I realized I wasn't going to play basketball, I was like, man, fuck all of basketball. Like, it was over. The dream is dead. I'm on to something entirely different. Or I could have been one of those dudes who just thought he could play basketball until he was 60 and still be at playground courts just waiting to get his shot. I don't understand. I, I think it's interesting that you stayed in the industry. You just found another way to be involved with the industry, which I don't think people do. Like, I just, I think that's why we have so many shitty rappers. We have mm-hmm. so many shitty singers, so many shitty actors and actresses, because they're not like, well, I can't do this. I should just work behind the scenes and do things. It's always like, no, I'll just hang on to this dream. And just see where this stream takes me. I think that's interesting. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really hear that that often. I, I like my thought process is kind of like what Colin would do. Like if I wanted to be like a singer, and I was like, yeah, I can't sing for shit. So I feel like I would want to go behind the scenes, like you know, stay as close to it as much as you can. You know, I feel like that. I don't know. Like that. My, my hopes was that I would improve, but uh, didn't didn't really work out that way. I definitely did fall into that same pit hole like initially like I, I'll, I'll never forget I, I was taking guitar lessons for like years straight and I was like finally got one of my friends to start playing guitar with me two months he was like ten times better than I will ever be in the rest of my life and I just got I almost immediately stopped guitar forever after that because I just got so discouraged that after like years of trying I and like taking formal lessons I couldn't be as good as he could within two months of him teaching himself yeah and from there, I mean, I guess I kind of ended up staying in the in in the scene, but like I I gave up guitar for the most part, right then and there. I, I think it's funny because there are no one wants to realize this, but there are people who are just fucking better than you. Like there are people who just like I can't. It's hard to accept it, but there's people who just pick up shit. Like I I used to go to music camp. It was, this is the dark days of my life. I used to go to music camp. I played the clarinet and the saxophone for years, but it started because I wanted to play something that girls liked, you know, like a like a guitar or something like that, right? Trying to say that girls don't like the clarinet, you know what you're saying? <laughs> not, not when I told them, no. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was funny, like, I could play the keys of the saxophone, right? I can lay out, lay everything, but to use both hands on the guitar, I can't do it. Mm. Like, I can't play drums. Like, my mind doesn't work in the aspect of, like, your left leg is doing something while your right leg is doing something and your arms are moving. I could never pick it up. And then I would consistently watch people just come and like, oh, no, I can do this really easy. Like, kids who were five to six years younger than me, just destroying it. And I just, like, it, it sucks, but there are some things people will just, like, your brain just can't comprehend. You just weren't wired to do. 100%. That's, That's so true. I, I think the good is the good thing is you realize it. I mean, it sucks, as shitty as it is. Like, 
there were a lot of fifty year old people who still think they're like their 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 chances come around the corner. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why things like the voice things. <laughs> it's like yeah, my friend told me I could sing, my mother told me that I could sing. So this is like no, like there's some people who just can't you can't do what your heart wants sometimes and you gotta just take a step back. I think a lot of people lack any sort of, you know, um, critical thinking about themselves. Like they they can't see themselves in any sort of negative light sometimes. So like they they think they're killing it all the time, no matter what they're doing, and yeah. they don't stop and think about it. Not even to get too deep on this, but you know, I think that sometimes it's the journey, right? You're supposed to have this like dream that takes you to a certain place, and you're supposed to let it go and find something else. <laughs> but people have a problem with letting that dream go, and therefore they don't see what's next in front of them. No. So I think that yeah. the thing is that you did that. You were like, okay, I wanted to like be in a band. But then, like, you realize, I gotta let it go. Like, but then that opened up other doors for you. So, it's true. I think that that's something that's like good that you should you should value because a lot of people don't see that and they always miss the next exit <laughs> in their life. So, or they're forced to go through that exit. <laughs> or they're forced <laughs> to go through that exit yeah. and they're shocked. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean I can't sing? I'm so good. <laughs> it's a shock. It's, a, it's a, I think it's a real. It's it's hard and. It's, it's just like you, you don't think there could be life. It's like being in a, a super serious relationship when you, you have something in your life that you have your heart set on. Like you just think, or even in my case, a startup, you just think it has to work this way or there's no other way. There's 80, 90 other ways. You know what I mean? There's so many ways to be happy in this world. It's like, dude, just throw it in the trash, man. I'm sorry. Like it, it doesn't mean you're going to die tomorrow. It just didn't work the way you wanted it to. Like you have to adjust. You'll find another way. It's totally okay. Um, but I think more people should do is there are other things you can do in the industry like if you like sports and can't play them you can learn how front offices work dude you can go to actually go to school for that like you can learn how to scout talent you can do things of that nature I think that's a problem in so many communities like uh, we would talk like a lot of my friends wanted to be rappers growing up and we would go to studios like I never had an interest in it but I would just go to studios and then look at all these people engineering and do things. these people had set jobs like no matter who was in the studio it was the same people working on the boards it was the same people a slot giving slots no matter what and it's like why is no one doing this it's the same thing with Hollywood like, there's an influx of uh, young black comedians or young black actors and actresses but we don't have a shitload of I mean there are directors out there trying to do stuff there are people but it's not a race everyone's like I want to be the person on the screen or the person on the actual song and it's like dude you can be you can be working the boards. You don't have to be a producer. You don't have to be whatever. There are uh, other options. It's to make lucrative income, yeah. mind you. But it doesn't, like, have that glamorous lifestyle that everyone associates, like, with being a producer or being an actor or even a director with, which sucks because it's, like, you can do so much and you can also get a steady income. Right. But people are like, no, I don't want to do that, blah, blah, I don't care. Like, that's not me. I want to be the one that... I want, like, my name to be known and Yeah. That dream that desire that they have. At the same time, I think it's really important that we have all these people that are striving to be producers or lead singers yeah. or whatever, because everyone that's working behind the scenes had that same dream at one point, and that's what got them into that scene and led them to behind the scenes, and that is what keeps the whole show running. Yeah, that absolutely is. So you're doing audio, you're doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff. You're doing audio engineering, uh, things of that nature. Is it more about the love of music, or is it the love of the work you're doing alongside it? A hundred percent half and half. I, uh, 
almost exclusively cover and shoot bands that I listen to, or are at least in the vein of bands that I listen to. Um, Who would you never be shooting? Like, what is a band? Like? Well, I don't want to say that because I, I <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've especially more recently, I've been trying to get out of my dark corner of you know that I've limited myself to. I think it's important to kind of push myself out of my comfort zone, um, but at the same time people I won't be covering are going to be anyone you're hearing on the radio strictly because no one's going to give me a photo pass to those shows. Yeah, right, right. Never say never. Never, yeah, true, true. So it's, I mean, that's the end goal, you know, is to kind of keep working up and uh, keep working with bigger and better talent. Did you do a ton of, uh, so while you're doing like your project management stuff, did you, did you have like a ton of side work that you were doing at the time as well? So basically ever since I bought my first camera, I've been attempting to keep you know, kind of steady flow of side work. Yeah. Um, hasn't always worked out. Mostly doesn't work out like that. Generally speaking, like shows and stuff, I can do those fairly regularly, but I'm not making any money off of those. So I try to find whatever else, other work I can. Um, but you'll, I'm sure everyone in this room knows with the, the nine to five grind, it's, uh, it's tough. It's tough to keep that going on the, on the, the regular. What was it like taking photos with that? It, it, Take photos with I already forgot his name. I'm sorry. The uh, yeah, the Adam Elmacias. Yeah, so yeah. is it structured? I, I'm. A, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not like a regular nine to five. Uh, is there a lot of freedom involved with it? Yeah. So especially when I was I was working for him, um, it was it was the sweetest setup ever because you know concerts are always at night. It's mostly on the weekends and stuff. Sometimes during the weekdays, um, and all of the merch stuff I was doing for, for him, I was doing from home on my own time whenever I wanted. As long as the work was getting done. So I could set my own hours, and that was like the best possible thing I could have for freelancing. Um, but then like when you get to shows, it's, it's different. There's definitely you know etiquette and rules you have to follow. Um, music photography scene is extremely competitive. It's, it's weirdly like one of the only you know scenes as an artist. Well, I wouldn't say that. I guess artists kind of constantly struggle with competition and you know finding value for their work um but i literally have trouble giving my work away for free sometimes you, you know like in order to get photo passes i'm offering my photos in exchange for entry to a show and like i get turned down that for that all the time like literally like saying hey i want to spend my time and do work for you for free and then people tell me no so it's 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 difficult but I, i've you know kind of been chugging along through it and working my way up. I've definitely gotten a lot farther in the last year or so than I was in my first year or so. So, you know, it's constant grind. So when the job comes in, does that just take a... When it, when you first started, if you start working with uh, doing the merch work, right? You get, a, you get a gig. Did you just shut things down for a while? Were you still going to work, hitting up shows late at night? Like initially, were you trying to do both full-time? Yeah, I mean, uh, as much as possible. Definitely, I feel like both with Company X and with uh, my, my previous 9 to 5, uh, the, the initial is the hardest because you go from having you know one set schedule with all this freedom to do whatever you want to your whole day taken away. And to adapt to that definitely takes some time. Um, I'm, I'm still struggling with it, you know? I, does that make you sad, Colin? It does. <laughs> it does. I, you know, I would love if I... Company X would just let me come and go as I please, <laughs> but uh, you know, doesn't work like that. 
How long did it take for you to get used to it? Because I'm not gonna lie, I'm not used to it. Like I was out of my own, doing my own thing, and even when I was working, like managing, I still had a ton of freedom, right? Right. So I was just like, I'm trying to not use slave because it's not slavery. There's got to be something else. But it's just like it's like a it's like a little kid. It's like a little kid learning the rules of school, right? And you like you're running wild. You have this I have this startup, and I'm just like, oh, go 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 go. And then it's not just the fact that I have to be somewhere for nine to five, but it's how I have to be when I'm here for nine to five. Your whole mm-hmm. way of thinking is now different. Like when you're out on your own, you can just talk whenever the fuck you feel like it. Like I can just right. like, hey man, what up? Uh, I don't have to deal with other personalities or just like personality politics or things of that nature. And I just didn't want to accept it. Like I still a little part of me won't accept it as far as how I work around people. But there it's just it's that devastation when you finally realize, no, I just have to I gotta jump to these fucking hoops. <laughs> like, I gotta laugh at these jokes. I gotta go. It's just... It, it wears on you just having your guard up like that constantly. It does. So, now, what would you... Let's talk about side ventures. Let's talk about what's the work that you would like to do in a perfect world if you could work at Company X, which I'm surprised we've been calling it Company X all the time with no slip-ups. Um, <laughs> you, you're, what would your preferred choice of work be? I mean, I'd I'd love to make make art. You know, that's the goal. That's the dream is to just uh, not have to worry and make my own art. But unfortunately, you know, we all got bills and, and student loans, and you can't pay student loans with art alone. So you just uh, not pay them. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> 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 is there, is there any word on loan forgiveness? Is that still something that we're uh, that we're all holding come. out for? That will never come. And stop sharing those things on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> The Obama signed that bill right before he, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's not coming, dude. So what would, what would your art be? If you, if you sell your own art, what kind of photos are we talking? What kind of art? I mean, the stuff that I really like doing now is I'm playing around with double exposures a lot in the last year. Um, almost exclusively for live rock shows is what I'm shooting right now. I really want to start working out of that. Um, I just did a, a music video recently. Um, one of my first few it came out a couple weeks ago that went pretty decently well i would definitely like to do more music videos um i would definitely like to get more into portraiture and honestly i'd really like to get back into audio and do some more uh you know engineering and mixing and recording and stuff whose stuff would you would you make a company and then just have people come in if you i mean you had your own see yeah that's the that's the problem right there because it's you know my art the stuff that i'm doing depends specifically on showcasing other people's talents and other people's art as well um so it, it's it's always a struggle to find, like to meet in that middle ground find someone that is somewhat on your level but like hopefully a little bit above you so you can kind of feed off of them um but i would eventually like to get to a place where you know people were seeking out me for my work rather than me seeking out them for their work how do you even get to? The, how do you start to get to that place? Grind, grind and grind and grind. I think. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, how do you d- differentiate the photos? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do connections like matter when you worked um, when you're working for that Adam guy, right? Adam. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Does, does that help you at all? When you're like, oh well, I worked with him. I. You know, to an extent, but sometimes it can work against you as well, oh. especially in like this sort of industry because like, especially these days, name dropping doesn't get you anywhere. If anything, it sets you back. Like in, unless whoever you're name dropping, 
the person that you're name dropping to knows them as well and like you have a personal connection. But if you're just going around saying, oh yeah, I worked for this guy, like let me in, let me do this, like people are just going to immediately like turn off and like that that it, it's gotten me a few places, but overall it really hasn't helped me. I mean, I won't say that. Working for him helped me more, but name dropping never really led to anything. Really? So, what do you? How do you? All right. Once you start getting into more places to take shots, do you advertise them on your own forum? Do you have them on a site or something in nature, or do you now shop these photos around maybe to third parties to see if you can get more work? So, so my kind of business model right now is um, when I'm looking to cover a show, I'll find the if, if there is a press contact for that band or that record label I'll hit them up I'll ask them I'll let them know I'm trying to cover the show um, I'll set up an exchange of my photos for a photo pass and then I'll go shoot the show if I'm able to I'll meet the band a little bit just get a fa- some FaceTime in there and let them know that you know I'm doing my thing if they ever need anything um, and then I really depend on those connections with the bands and the press contacts to help share my work because like I've got you know a couple hundred followers myself and I got my own website and I put all my work up there but it's it's hard to get traction you know it's hard to get traffic to do anything so with my model of kind of sharing my photos for entry my thought process is get the bands to share the photos themselves it'll turn around to their fans and other bands like them looking at them and then going back to my profile and be like oh hey this guy does good work let's invite him to our show Sometimes it works out that way, in the best case scenario, but uh, sometimes it doesn't. Do you have a timeline? What's your fuck it timeline? Like, how many more months could you work for you being like, I'm sorry for the language, but it's just, that's how I talk about it. No, head. that's cool. Uh, how, how many months do you think you work at any company, including company X, to where you're like, I gotta take this plunge? Would it ever even be a plunge? Or would you moonlight your way to a point where it's stable and then kind of gradually phase out of working? See, I... Uh... I don't know. I used to I used to kind of think in the, in the way that I was working for this dream of making my own, supporting myself off of my own art. Um, but recently, like, I, I've been kind of getting away from that because I see a lot of people that are really successful in this industry and other industries like it, and they make great art. But a lot of times, the art they're making isn't what they want to make. You know, they have to. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when you meet and compromise, that's the go. word. There you go. You got to compromise. You got to work with your clients, and you got to do what your clients want. Um, and I, what I would really like to do is be in a spot where I can still support myself. I still got something that is, you know, covering my financial basis. But then on the side, I can make the art that I want to make for myself. Yeah. And not have. I mean, to an extent, you'll always have to have some form of client. But like, I don't want to answer to a client. I want to answer to myself. Right. That's the dream. That's a tough thing, though. It's just like when you work for someone, you have people, a structure that you answer to. But when you start a business, you're kind of like, everyone's your boss. Yep. Like, all it takes <clears throat> is one person to kind of go, dude, this guy's an asshole. Like, I mean, let's look at a major company like Uber. It's a large company, right? They have, they get bad press. It'll affect them to a certain degree. If you're like two customer Uber, you're done. If that one person goes, I don't like calling. He spit at me. Right. The zoo was rude. Game over. over. So it's weird because you kind of have this balance of like you're your own person, but in reality, you're kind of not your own person. And then the art itself, if it's going to be for you, how do you get other people to like it? 
Because mm. I want to make a good artist. I'm just going to make what people want to see. Well, in my personal experience, uh, I think, you know, every artist is their own biggest critic. And that hopefully leads to better and better art over time. Like, personally, I like making my work right now, mm-hmm. but I don't like much of it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really happy with it. Like I, I'll share it and I'll promote it and I'll put it out there, but I'm never like, oh, that's amazing. I love that. I always feel like there's room for improvement. I always feel like there's room to grow, and that's kind of what I am eternally striving for. So I, I, I feel like, you know, if, if artists are coming in with that sense, they're their own client in a way, and they're kind of continually improving for themselves. Or that's how it should be. I think. So where does your Relationship fall into this. Let's do a deep on you real quick. Wait, with my with my lady? I feel like everyone has a timeline in your head, right? Talking about like lifetime. Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. You have a timeline for when you want this thing to go off the ground, where you want it to take you. Is having a relationship does <laughs> that complicate things or make them easier? Um, it definitely comp- complicates things. You know, before I was living in San Diego, I was working from home, I was going to rock shows all the time, like. Life was easy and good. Yeah, not that it's that. not good. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, obviously, it's, it's, relationships are a part of life. You know, you gotta have compromise. Um, you know, my real end goal is she's an orthopedic surgeon, so uh, I'm just waiting until she can cover my financial. Well, well, not good yet. She, uh, her, her loans are like oh God, four know. times more than mine, and I have an absurd amount of loans myself. So, is she uh, more into calling? And not into is probably the wrong word, but does she like some people like structured lifestyles, right? Mm-hmm. And some people maybe more into the entrepreneurial aspect of it. Does she like when you get to like go to shows, take the pictures, do the stuff that like generally makes you happy, or is she like just generally feel safer or just better if you just worked? Half and half. Um, she she likes when I'm doing that stuff because she can notice a in, like a noticeable difference in my mood and like you know how I'm carrying myself and my my feelings. Um, but at the same time, you know, you gotta be realistic. You gotta gotta pay the bills, especially when you're you're living with somebody else and you're sharing half the bills. So it's you, you gotta find that middle ground. Is it noticeable? Are you a different person when you're working when you're here? Or, or when you're doing your own shit. If you come home from a day of nine to five, as opposed to a successful shoot, mm-hmm. are those two different colleagues? Yeah, I think so. To an extent, not not vastly, but like just kind of like you were saying before. You know, in this kind of corporate nine to five world, you have you're on guard a little bit. Yeah. You, you kind of got to be for yourself. Yeah. How does it make you feel when you see other competitors in the field? Um, when I see other people succeed, I'm not gonna lie. Like I just get mad. Like I just not like I don't want anyone else to succeed, but you're like, fuck I could do this if I had time. Like, you're no, just it's, like I could I could be doing this right now. It's true. Well it it uh, for me it, it's really hit or miss. I, I had a little bit of exposure to kind of doing it full time. Um I did a little bit of touring. I uh I was on Vans Warp Tour for a summer. Um that was a incredible learning experience. So I got out there, I saw how people are living and like it's not always the, you know, rock star fantasy that it's portrayed on Instagram. Um, but at the same time, like, I definitely do 
get jealous of people that are doing really well and getting opportunities that I'm not. Uh, one of my, my best friends, shout out to uh, Michael Rex, follow him, and follow him on Instagram, at Brown Metal. <laughs> uh, super dope music photographer. We both started kind of at the same time, and then he just immediately took off. Within like a couple months of picking up a camera again, he was touring, he made best friends with a record label, he began, he, so within a year, he got on like eight different tours and just took off and ran away. And I'm not going to lie, I was incredibly jealous, but as I've kind of grown past that, I, I feel like there's no reason to, you know, because like it, it does not limiting my options, like because he's successful, it doesn't take away anything from me. It just, it should be fuel to make me better. It should give me something to strive for. In theory. Like <laughs> 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 you got inside, you're like, oh. <laughs> In theory. <laughs> we're, we're all human beings. We're all human beings. What, what is driving you? Like, I, I think on this podcast, it's been split. It's been like passion, sometimes material things. Uh, some people just don't know. What is it? Is it the fact that you just really like it? Is it? Is there something else that someone just like screwed you over a long time ago and you want to get back at them? Uh, definitely not that. I, uh, I feel like that's the best storyline. Yeah, I just want to no. prove my dad I'm better than what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish. I wish I had a backstory that cool. Uh, nah, I mean, I. For me personally, I, it's it's just kind of been about the scene that I grew up in. It's, it's really about the music for me. That's where it came from. You know, I went to uh, Warped Tour. has been a, a strong connection in my life. Gone to a lot of Warped Tours over the year. My first real rock concert was Warped Tour 2004. I had no idea what I was getting into. The only concert I'd ever been to before that was, like, Counting Crows with my parents. <laughs> like, I, I, I didn't know that this world existed with, like, electric guitars and moshing and screaming and, like... Yeah. So from that moment on, that really changed my life, and that set me on a path that's continually driving me down this uh, this like side avenue to the music scene. Nice. So then, where does audio fit in? Um. Well, like I said, I mean, audio is really just a happy coincidence. I uh, I, I started in college. I was I went to, sc- to college and I was undeclared, and then a friend literally one day was just like, "Hey, I'm on the radio." club at, at here at our school you should join I think you'd like it and I was like alright I'll go to a meeting check it out got a radio show ramped up the next year I became the program director of that radio station and then when I started looking at moving out to California I was like oh, I've already done two years of school might as well just continue the degree I've started so I moved out I continued an audio production uh, degree and it was really like towards the end of that degree when I realized that that wasn't the direction I should be heading in. I should kind of... In the same world of production, but, like, audio specifically wasn't my strong suit. Um, video and, and photo, I felt, was way more of my strong suit. At least you have the skills, right? So you can supplement. To an extent. <laughs> <laughs> you have some skills. I got some skills. There you go. I'll get that. Okay. So, what's your... No, we're probably a while away from, like, milestones or things of that nature, but what do you think your next six months looks like? So my, my goal for 2016 was to not pay to get into a single show, which sounds pretty conceited, I'll, I'll <laughs> self-admit that, but it was, it was a goal because I go to concerts regularly, always have my whole life, um, 
and as I started getting more and more photo passes, I saw it was realistic, especially with working for Adam. He hasn't paid to get into show in a decade, probably. And I was like, I want to start making those relationships so I can get to that point myself. Um, I fell short. I ended up paying for two concerts in 2016. Ugh. And I... Were they expensive? No, no, no. They were all, you know, like 20 bucks or okay. something. Um, one of them was, looking out for my friend's birthday, and I didn't get a photo pass, so I wasn't just going to sit it out. Uh, so I think mm. 2017, I'm tr- attempting that goal again, but I also want to increase my volume. Um, so that's, that's one of my goals. My other main goal, as I kind of started getting at before, is I really want to start getting out of my comfort zone. Um, I'd love to do another music video. I'd love to do another multiple music videos. I'd love to work on portraiture and other photography styles that I haven't really played around with much. Um, I just want to keep getting better. That's kind of what I'm, I'm trying to do right now. Nice. Okay. What about, like, um, different genres of music? Have you ever thought, like, Maybe if I, you know, went away from rock, if I focus more on, I don't know, like any pop thing or jazz, like do you think maybe that w- would help you get further to, um, in your career, your passion? Do you think that could, like the environment that you're in is holding you back? Have you ever thought about that? Yes, 100%. Um, definitely. I feel like, especially the, the scene that I'm in now, like kind of a warp Tour, tour alternative rock scene, it's um, pretty incestuous. It's a lot of people scratching scratching each other's back all the time um, and that can work well but it can also like I was saying before with kind of the name drop, drop situation it can definitely hinder people as well um, and I've, I've been slowly trying to inch my way out of that scene but specifically because my portfolio is vastly that scene it's hard to like you know I have all these pictures of screaming dudes and then I'm like, oh, I want to go to this hip-hop show. They're like, have you ever shot a hip-hop show before? Uh, do you have any portfolio materials that relate to this? So it, it's, uh, it's a challenge, but I, I, I think you're right. I think that would definitely benefit me. You should just wear a suit. Like a suit? one guy with a suit and a camera can get into any like hip hop club. Because <laughs> we want our picture taken. You say that. I just feel like, just like free. Just say free. Because all you gotta do is say free. These are free. And people are like, all right, get in there. If you say free, you don't need the suit. How many clubs have you been to where there was a dude walking around taking pictures and then it was like $10? I'm like, no, I'm not buying that picture. You just randomly took me and my friend. That's very true. I will agree to that. When I was in Miami, they were taking pictures, but they were also charging, and I immediately said, absolutely not, I am not paying for this picture when I can take a free picture myself. Seriously. Yeah. So. <laughs> True story. The, one of our other guests, Lawrence Weich, he, when he was living in Jackson, Florida, that's what he would do at um, like uh, Christian rap concerts, gospel concerts, free chart, and then clubs that were supporting that type of music, just take pictures. Like, here y'all go. And they're like, why don't you just come hang out with us? And I think like, you're absolutely right. The issue is, Unfortunately, the really popular mu- music types, there's a little bit of, uh, for lack of a better word, there's a little bit of cockiness, right? So you're like, everyone wants to take our picture. Right. You play guitar, or I rap. Of course you want to take my picture. But I feel like there's so many different types of music genres and venues that, there's probably like 50 venues I've never heard of in the city of Boston, and shows are happening right now. Someone's singing jazz or doing whatever. Totally. And you have a pop like, look, I'm just trying to get my weight up, and you're already good. So you take a bunch of shots of someone playing the saxophone, you're like, there you go, can you share this? They'd be like, yeah, I would share it. I'd probably be hard to scale it, but to get started, 
I think you could easily go to like four shows that probably no one's gone to before to take photos and just be like, yo, look, I just need this. It's true. You can keep the photos. I just want to build this up. It's true. But I think they may, I think that's a good point. Well, well I think you, you could probably get in that way because I, yeah. I just, some of these scenes, man, it's just like people will just tell you no just because they can tell you no. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like selling a new product. It's like, what? Well, it doesn't hurt you. It's free. I just don't understand. I'm not getting that in my head. Well, especially with kind of our society and, you know, social media and everyone is an iPhone yeah. photographer, yeah. you know? So Instagram famous, everyone. Snapchat. Exactly. <laughs> more and more people are like looking at paid photography as irrelevant. They're like, why, why do we have to pay for, for a photographer when everyone's walking around with a phone already, you know? Yeah. So that, that itself is another challenge to overcome. I think what could help is maybe adding a little more room on the end of it. Um, for example, when we put, like record the podcast, we were like, fine. They have a good time. They talk. But when we post the episode and give a little blurb um, that, like, write it and it just looks, like, super duper official and shared a lot of times, it's like, yo, we got 10 likes, 15 likes. <laughs> yeah. And I just realized the work of social media, like, people can take their own pictures and stuff like that. But seeing other people use your channels, people like that. Oh, yeah. You know I mean, it's like when you get the photos definitely. and you're like, all right, not only did I take them, I'm going to post these and then like watch the lights and they see the likes roll in and then they can, it's weird, it's not money anymore, man. It's like those clicks, those like, thumbs wow. up, True. that's yeah. actual currency. And then yeah. you show that, they're like, all right, cool. And I think that could potentially be a bridge. Again, it's probably another thing that would be tough to do alone at first, but I'm sure you could swing a little bit. No, I mean, that's kind of what my whole model is based on, is just kind of just getting my name out there and, you know, building a following. One of the, the things I run into a lot when I'm trying to get photo passes to show is a lot of places have, like, they, they want to see your your social stats in order before they give you anything. Yeah. So they're like, all right, how many uh, Instagram followers you have? Uh, no, 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 that's not enough. And they're not, they don't give you a photo pass. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's like true. Instagram. They're like, we don't care, get out. <laughs> it's, it's, that's, it's how the scene is that these is days. You, if you have 10,000, uh, you know, followers, that's going to take you a lot farther in itself. It's nuts. Instagram really has, like, changed the game for everything, like, a lot of industries, like, even, it's a bit off topic, but, like, even with, like, New York Fashion Week now, before it'd be, like, models and, well, not models, but actors and celebrities in the front row, and they'd be the ones over there, but now they have, like, these Instagram famous people, like, Instagram bloggers or whatever they call them, and they're the ones that are getting paid a million dollars for an appearance, like, they're the ones that are actually changing things the ones that are wanted from all these like fashion houses and stuff so it's crazy how, no yeah. YouTube celebrities are a yeah. real thing it's it's People insane like, yeah like, they're full time like YouTube bloggers and that's how they pay for their house and their car and stuff when I used to work for uh, back in the media <laughs> agency that was the important thing about influencers it wasn't anybody you mean that media agency X that was one of, the, one of the big things that they wanted, right? They wanted somebody who was an influencer, but not somebody who was too famous, because somebody who was too famous would like put off the customer. Ah, <laughs> yeah. So they wanted somebody who was an influencer who just happened to have, you know, like 10K on YouTube or 10K on Instagram, and that was somebody who was the voice of the people. I don't know. But yeah. me, but. <laughs> well, with that said, let's help you get some likes and some followers. Heck yeah! Let's get <laughs> yeah. you. Let's get started on a, on the path of you getting more shows for free. Please. Where, where can people find you? Where can people find you? Find your work. So my uh, 
the name of my company is called No Moon Media. It's really not a company. It's really just me, but that's the name that I'm, I'm going with. Um, so you can find me at nomoonmedia.com. Most importantly, I know y'all are listening to this on your cell phone right now. Pull up Instagram <laughs> at Colin Kent, like Clark Kent, but Colin Kent, C O L I N K E N T. Oh, this is beautiful! All three of you guys right now. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm already following, so I'm a, I'm a real supporter. Oh, <laughs> legacy supporter. Not me. I don't just follow anyone. I just make sure. It was I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> All right, dude. This is cool. You already got some good photos in here, man. I like this. Yeah, it's a lot, man. I like the white balance. I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colin, dude. I well, I hope you stay motivated. Me too, let's, man. Let's get, let's get some shows. Let's 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 see what we can get you in the door. And anything you need from our community, let us know. Yeah, no, seriously, this is great. This honestly, listening to um, everything I have and just being a part of this in the small ways that I have has really helped motivate me. I think seeing people like you that find passion projects and just run with them, there's something more motivating than that. That's where all the listeners he pointed at me when you said that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> all right, dude. Well, for everyone to listen, thank you. Thank you, Ola. Thank you, Paula. This is fun. Yeah, we need to start doing this like every, just to get the scheme out after work. We should probably start doing this like way more often. Uh, yeah, we should start meeting more often, exactly, and not, just, just not go to work anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but no, we could go to work, but not like, go to work. <laughs> uh, yes, for those of you who are interested in us, iTunes, Google Play, we're on a ton of networks, but those are the two most common places to find us, and SoundCloud. And feel free to check out the website, moonlightersclub.com, because you can find our episodes there, but you can also get some background info and links on the guests we've had in the past. Including Colin, once we put his information up. And it's a real cool way to reach out to people that you'd like to meet and support. So we'd like to thank you again for listening. Thanks, Colin. Thanks, thank everyone. You. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. This nice. is great. And you'll be hearing from us soon. Yes.